When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the sixth episode of the Gap Downbacker podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking Belly Sweep, one of the uh, plays off our Belly series that we started on episode two. Uh, before we get started, though, Coach Deary, how you doing? I'm great, man. Never better. Good. Glad to hear that. Um, it kind of just, I mean, it's a good day. Good to talk football. I just saw at the time of our recording that um, the Pac-12 is going to play at 9 a.m. on Sunday, so, um, hey, hey been done that, not fun. Yeah, but 48 hours fun. notice. Hey, hey, we've been there 48 hours notice to get, get a game. I mean, heck, we've had less than 24 hours notice this year with some COVID policies and stuff, so. Um, yeah, I just love it when guys get an opportunity to compete, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to name conference, uh, Levin Baron, commissioner, is the exact opposite of being flexible under anyone else's circumstances. Uh, I didn't want to name a specific name, but if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, so kudos to the Pac-12 and other conferences yeah. for getting it done and scheduling it and letting the kids compete. I, I mean, um, it's, if it being healthy enough. It's not Maction, but we'll take it. Um, go Bobcats. Action. Hey, hey, I am a proud alumni of Ohio University, so I will gladly say go Maction. Um they have upcoming the dreaded Miami Redhawks here soon, so um, gotta get right. It's 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 Red Hawk week. We gotta bow the bricks, baby. Um, right now, I'm taking I'm taking the I'm taking Miami cover and that's bad. Oh, we might have some more awards this week. Martin's gonna lock them up. Now, 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 the horrible thing about this is this podcast is gonna come out about four or five weeks after that game, and there'll be like these two are idiots. But whole nother conversation. So, all right, I'm going to break down belly sweep real quick. Um, for those of you who don't know what belly sweep is, um, the short, simplified version is you fake belly, you hand off to the wing for the sweep. Um, it's an off-tackle play. Well, it's a sweep. I mean, I shouldn't have to really explain that too much. It's a handoff sweep. Um, it's almost I, – I, I almost say it's almost like a reverse to, to a point. Like, it, that's, that's, that's to me what it almost is. Um, I personally never had really success running it. Um, me and you will get to that here in a minute, but I want to hit the rules first. Um, and some are the same, some are a little different, um, but this is kind of what I've done in the past. I know you've done it in the past because I looked at your sheet that you sent me from back way in the day. Um, we did not run belly sweep this year. Um, actually, I don't think we've run a belly sweep either year. Coach Kearns has been not here. Not a good one. No. So I haven't, I haven't run it since I was at a Fairfield Christian Academy. Um, so it's been a while. Um but, um, again, like, like in episode two, I'm just going to just run down the list. It's simple that way. Um, if you got questions, uh, message me. I, I know for our belly part one, I had somebody messaging me about the gut blocking on belly. I, I responded to it pretty quickly, and I had another guy who I drew it up and sent it to. Um, I'll gladly, me or Coach Derry, if you want to message us, comment on the videos, 
comment on the Facebook post where I post these. One of us will get back to you ASAP. We'll either send, DM you some stuff or, heck, I'll set up, we'll set up Zooms with you. I don't really care. I, I just like talking football. Um, so kind of first, uh, quarterback, obviously, reverse pivot. You, fa you, you fake the belly handoff to the fullback. Um, it doesn't have to be like a long, super long ride, and I think that's where some teams get a little too much in. They try to sell the fake too much. It doesn't have to be great, but also don't make it sloppy. Um, and then you hand off um, to the backside wing who's coming across. Um, fullback is obviously belly fake, and then kind of just fill that A to B gap hole. Um, kind of just where you're seeing pressure leak from. Um, play side wing, sells his belly insert inside linebacker block um, just to kind of draw in any overhang and to get the um, play side linebacker to come downhill. Um, play side ta tackle, I got gap down on. Uh, play side guard, pull and pin. Um, or I say is a log block essentially to me. Uh, but kind of also depends on what you're getting. Um, that's usually probably a, an outside backer. And kind of depends on what happens. Uh, centers on backside. Backside guard is pull and block first man past your other pull. I mean, it's, I mean, it could be a safety. It could be a scraping backer. It's pick up your first threat. I mean, uh, backside tackle, pull check hinge. I mean, you just make sure nothing leaks from the backside, essentially. Um, but if, and this is where tight end, if you call it to the tight end, because we, talk, we talked, episode four, calling belly the strong side, um, you probably won't run belly sweep to the strong side, but you can. Um, if it's two, it's gap on. If it's away, he's that touchdown um, stove pipe block. Okay. Um, same thing with that, uh, the receiver, the split end. Um, if it's two, he's going to block the corner. If it's away from him, touchdown stove pipe block. Okay. Get a safety. Okay. Worst, I mean, worst case, you don't get there. Best case, he cuts right off you in that block. Um, and then that backside wing, um, you can no mow it, you can mow it. Uh, kind of depends on the formation and where you're going. If you mow it, it's probably some sort of rocket rocket-esque motion, a slow rocket motion. Um, but, I mean, he's your belly sweep guy. He's the guy after you fake, you'll hand off to. Um, the other thing is, and, and kind of a key coaching point I've learned throughout the years, and as I was just double-checking some of my reading of some of the material I had and as I prepared for these videos, is the one thing with that backside wing as, as you're getting ready to hand off to him, you don't want him to get too deep. And I think that's a... You, I mean, a lot of offenses, and when you're installing new plays or you're doing something for the first time, is I think that's an underrated coaching point is the depth of the that sweep. I mean, you don't want him to be two yards deeper than the fullback. I, I want him to come across the line at the same depth as the fullback so your quarterback can go fake, sweep. It, it, should, it should be like maybe one step. Like it's not I want fake and then run deeper. Okay, it's here, there. Um, and for some people who are watching the video of this, you're seeing me get a little animated. I'm kind of a little limited given I'm in a nice chair. But um, any comments on any of that, Coach, before we kind of get into uh, what makes it go and uh, stuff? Really, uh, you, you hammered everything, especially I think the most important aspect of this is um, that, that place I guard really needs to be a dude and uh but everything else is right on the money from a rule um and really a big emphasis on the uh um what's the call it uh fullback making sure it's a good fake 
and really making sure there's no because uh, again we talk we talk about this in the other episode in the buck suite if you pull two guards you leave two huge gaping holes you know so you got to make sure that you you pull and replace guys you're the guy you're, you're replacing the pool guys better you know and backside that's the tackle and play side that's the uh pullback and that, that that's the kind of stuff that you know ideally you want your coordinator coaching you know what i mean and because those are the details that that shows how disciplined you are um but you can't those, those are by far two of the biggest uh unsung heroes in this in this place i mean yeah that that is it, it i mean and he talked coach Imer in episode five talked about that he they worked and repped the tandem of the center and the fullback and picking up the a gaps and making sure everything's secure i also had that same conversation when i filmed a clinic uh, for my YouTube channel um, by Coach Bennett on a guard tackle counter. Um, and he talked about how when they ran the quarterback counter, or just the counter in general, and they f- gave that fake, he said a lot of times, and he shows it on his video, a lot of times when the stuff gets blown up from that pulling side, because his, full, his fake back did not take a good enough angle. He'd go too wide instead of going tight, pretty much what I call an old school J-block. We, when I ran the double wing, that J block and that path to make sure no, just to pick up any of that loose ends. Um, and, and, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's, to me, that's where, I mean, because we talked about Belly, about the back, that kind of unsung hero um, was that backside tackle. And, and my voice just popped hardcore there. Um, and I, to me, on here, it's that center and fullback. Like, there, it, you can't have that massive, those massive holes. We got, we have to, our center has to go on backside, pretty much pick up that one, two eye, head up, nose, depending on what it is. And that fullback has to pick up that other guy, um, especially if it's like a blitzing linebacker. So, I mean, that's kind of where we go with it. Um, but you, I mean, we talked off screen, crap, an hour ago. Um, what makes belly sweep go? Because like I said, I'm not... Now, when I was at FCA, we weren't a belly team. I'm not going to say here. We, we were more buck, jet sweep, trap. Um, but we did like for any time I've tried to run it, it's been slow is the term I probably use, not efficient. Um, but then I watch other teams run it, some run it, and it's like it looks slow, but it still hits. Um, and then our team just run it really well. So, I mean, what, what in your opinion makes Belly Sweep go? Uh, having a, a beast of a fullback that runs Belly. Um, because I mean, part of it is at the end of the day, it's a constraint play, right? Um, and a, a lot of people just don't come out of the gate and run our base play is belly sweep, you know. It's a hell of a constraint play. Um, the one thing, we, we, my first year coaching, we had two wings that were blazers. So we just ran jet, right? And then belly underneath of it. The year after, we had guys that could run, but they couldn't run quite as well, so... Jet wasn't, and we, we moved to a tougher league, so Jet wasn't hitting the, the long games that we wanted to. So we're like, well, how can we hit the perimeter in a little bit more deceptive way? And I think we had a phenomenal fullback that rushed for um, probably close to $5,000 in three years. Uh, one of the first sophomore starters at typical new history, and he, he was just phenomenal. And long, long story short, um, obviously when we ran belly, there was never a time where we didn't run jet motion with it. 
So what we struggled with at first was we never ran no more belly. So when we went no more belly, we always went belly sweep. So we would run belly sweep, but there was no motion. So team picked up on that. So after week two of that, we started saying, hey, you know, we got to run a lot more no more belly. And we just, we, I mean, we never tagged our motions or anything like that. If it was no more belly, um, we call it like rip, no more belly left. And then, but if we wanted to run uh, belly left, like rip belly left for jet motion, we just go rip belly left. And they knew the right half was going in jet motion to the split inside. So I, I think we, and they knew if they heard no mo, they did belly sweep. So um, with that being said, that's what, when belly sweep started hitting a lot. When we ran a lot of no mo belly, and then all of a sudden we started having that guy going instead of. 1% of the time, that ended up being about 15% of our time. You know what I mean? On offense, he's running belly sweet. And we had a lot of success with it. Um, I think the worst we did was like two or three yard gain. Um, we never busted a long man with it, but it was a good 15, 20 yard play for us. Um, it really did well um, when we played 40 teams because the overhang outside linebacker always read the wing. He, di- he dived in and uh, – you know, and that's the O line coach. I always taught it what hey, just waggle. Yeah. You I mean, know? it really is. That's all it is. That's all it is. And then uh, you know, you pull and pin, and then that other guy um is flat down the line on his horse, and you see the first opposite color jersey, you just block him. And um it was a heck of a play. I mean, I think it's one of the better constraint plays. Um, but you gotta get really good at running belly no mo. And no more belly can be pretty hard, man. That oh yeah, that that's an attitude play. I mean, there's no influences, line up and go. And I loved it, but I've seen some teams struggle with it. But um, I think the first part of the puzzle, if you want to run belly sweeping, you better run no more bell, belly, and you better do it effectively enough to where that inside linebacker, everyone bites on the belly fake. Yeah, and you hit it up and running. Well, that's that's where we go back and we talked and we talked in episode four is some of the formational stuff. That's where that near and far. I call it near and far, and we have some other terminology in our offense, but I'm not going to talk about our offense's terminology. Um, well, I call it near and far that two back, where full back and then half back. I mean, that's where that's that's where this play can be more effective is because you have no mobility. That's that's what that is is. Yeah. You that play side wing, it just inserts from the backfield. You fake the belly. Yeah. Here comes your guy. He's just got to move his butt. Um, that was our number one formation that we did it. Uh, we, yeah. we would do it out of a, your basic red and blue, too. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, uh, you know, so, I mean, your old school single wing formation right there is, uh, and to the point being, and again, we ran, you guys ran what? Uh, a blast play out, of power type play out of that down. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much the formation, formation that's in so, our, our podcast you logo. Respect to that side. You gotta you gotta yeah. respect it, right? But then you also have belly to the weak side. Our goal was to always have three plays that we could run to either side of the formation that they had to prepare for. And for that formation, you know, we had belly, we had belly, belly um, sweep, and we had power. But when we got in that formation, we shifted to it. But um, 
it was just kind of getting after it. And but I think that's the one thing you gotta do is yeah, but, uh, really effectively run it. And you can't get in a special formation because I I can tell you right now, I'm a subpar coach. And I can get my guys ready that if there's a specific formation, they run this specific play. Yeah. I've got there's too many eyes. People are going to see it. So it, if you see no more belly, but you don't run no more belly, they're going to pick up belly sweep. And it's, it's a disaster. Oh, yeah. I've been there, done that. Don't make the mistake we made. And, and I think to run it, and I think part of the reason we didn't run it is you have to have two guards that can move. I mean, that's, you, I mean it, that's underrated. Um, but like I mean, we might have the guards to run it next year, depending on just because we're younger. Yeah. Um, we'll be a little more athletic there, um, just with some line adjustments. But I mean, we didn't have the guard. I mean, we would have had to reshuffle our, who was wearing on offensive line. It would have affected other plays that ran. Plus that backside guard too, man. If he can't move, man. Yeah. You might as well not even run the play. I yeah. Mean, exactly. I mean, I you mean, need well, guards. I to mean, move. you could instead of I guess inserting the guy, you could have the guy arc block. The alley, yeah. um, because but other than that, man, if you don't have a guard that can scoot and boot a little bit, <laughs> then I mean, you might as well just find another play, get get good at a different play. That's the, right, the perimeter. I mean, that's kind of what we will talk about it later. If you don't have a great guard, but you got a good quick guard, just say frig it and run a belly option. That could be your perimeter play. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Belly sweep is either your thing. I mean that's totally fine you get in your weak sets and belly you know and just run belly i mean that's a different way to hit the plank outside so but that's a different episode but you better have two guards that can that can play and i I think the most effective teams are the got the uh the teams that run buck sweep run belly sweep pretty well yeah um well because that's not a good play if you don't have a lot of pulling guards yeah well at, at that point you're probably running buck sweep to the strong side you're going to run belly sweep to the weak side. Uh, you're going belly to the weak side. Um, and kind of stuff like that. Like, you're probably going to run down to the strong. Like, you're, you have your full complement of plays at that point. And belly sweep something you might not install that first year running wing T. Like, even if you run the belly series, it might be, you're probably going to be running belly, belly pass, belly keep, belly follow, which we're going to get to here in a little bit. Um, depending on your quarterback, maybe belly option. Belly sweep might not be a year one play. It's kind of like it's that old double wing philosophy. When I when I, when I learned the double wing is that here's what you're going to do year one. Like you're going to do f- one, like one or two formations and run these plays. Year two, you're going to expand your formations, add a couple plays. Year three, you're going to get really crazy and do all these funky formations and because your kids have now built learning it. And like that, that's how we approach this year on offense. Like last year, we ran jet. We ran belly about every physical way you could, some trap, and that was literally about it. And and belly pass, and I, mean, I don't think we ran waggle. Um, and that was year one. No, we had a quarterback that could bail us out. Yeah, and, and we and we ran some spread concepts just because we had a quarterback with a, a good arm. Uh, this year, like that playbook tripled. I mean, we ran down, 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 follow, down, keep. Uh, a different, couple different counters. We ran traps so well this year compared to the prior year. Um, and so uh, our OC called Blast, a variation of power, which to me was really just duo because uh, we didn't really pull anybody. <laughs> um, so it hurts me to call it power. 
One, you talked about you prefer it against even front. Did you guys run it against an odd front when you were at Tip? Did you just prefer even? Uh, yeah, but like you said, we only played maybe two odd front teams. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was uh, really not after. I think we only played one. And that uh, we played two. One was Shawnee, and the other one was uh, Troy. It really was just a basic standard 50. Um, and we ran the living crap out of it. I, that was – we couldn't run Jet very well um, because it's just – they saw Jet. That was our base play. So they practiced the living hell out of it, and their outside linebackers were dudes. Yeah, well, was so that, was we it the year that Troy had all those studs? Of, Huh? Was it that? Was that the year Troy had all their studs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was their best year ever defensively. They were just loaded everywhere. It, well, and, and long story short, where we struggled to hit the flank and the perimeter out there, so we said, "All right, belly sweep was a play." So we we ran. Um, really, how I defend the wing T is just running under front to the tight wing, to the split inside. You should have a three. And essentially an outside linebacker that kind of head up on the wing or outside shoulder. And uh, we were going belly sweep to the split end a lot. I mean, and no matter what they wanted to do, um, and we went hurry up a lot, line up on the line and check to a play. And we had all our playbook signaled in. Um, we could signal it in. Um, but that was a that was our best perimeter play against Troy. Now, I'm not saying much. It only went for like seven or eight yards, but that <laughs> I was guess, a good I way guess to kind of help us from belly. Shorten the game. It kept us in the game yeah. that we had no business being in. So, um, but yeah, 50, 50 defenses, uh, especially if they're playing an under front, or even if they're getting in double threes, um, it's a great way to open up belly. Um, I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer, and if you can't run belly. Then run belly sweep, run belly option, get them spaced out so you can run it right up the middle again. Yeah, I get you, coach. And the last thing I want to ask you before we go, because um, like I said, we don't we don't want to make these episodes super long. Uh, we're going to hit on some key points. If you have questions, you can follow up with us. And some stuff you might have questions for might be a later episode, like um, like some motions and stuff. We'll hit to a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll uh, actively answer any questions. Um, but I, I want to kind of ask some technique stuff real quick. Is is there any like, because I I know how you are about footwork. I mean that's that's one thing I really like about you. Um, if you weren't our DC, I I mean you you would probably be an O line coach somewhere in, in the either the G Walk or the NBL. Um, but in terms of footwork, is there any like key footwork? Any you need to talk about on anybody on this play? I, I know you're big on like uh, flat steps, but. Is there anybody in here specifically that either gets poorly coached? One thing I think is important is, and I think it's super important, and we can get into it. And it's really the one thing that you got to keep the deceptiveness of the wing tee. If there isn't no footwork that I would say that needs to be done or specific, other than it's got to look the same as belly. It's got to mirror it. Uh, and, and the hard part about it is. When you got when you run in uh, the play side and belly, the first two or three steps have got to look like you're Parker. and you're running right at that outside linebacker, and he's thinking about either wrong arming or getting ready to force, and at the last second you dip around and loop him. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. If he goes out and doesn't sell it, that outside linebacker is making the play. Um, it's got to look like belly on the backside, 
I used to say, hey, it's just like a gut. The first two steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you want it to look like belly as much as you possibly can. It's got a mirror. And um, that was my big emphasis teaching point was like, look, guys, not tight enough, not tight enough, not tight, not tight enough. Because if you run belly and the way we run belly, we ran it good enough is that outside linebacker wants to spill it. Well, he wants to run. You know what I mean? If you run it well enough and you run and you do the step perfect like it should be, your first three steps, that outside linebacker is easy to hook. If that guy's getting lazy or a little antsy and not disciplined, then that outside linebacker is just not stupid. You know what I mean? When you play big level football like we do, and a, a lot of you guys do, you gotta have you gotta make sure your O line is disciplined and they take their first three steps perfectly just like it would the foot like belly. And that goes for belly. That goes for just about any kind of series. Well, speaking uh, of big school football, I saw this today, and I still don't really believe it. I'm looking. Did you see the Max Preps um, uh, toughest playoff bracket regions today? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Our, our division was... Our division one to re, uh, number three, right? No, our, our, then, our division is fifth in the country in playoff difficulty. Like, and I, I will go through this real quick because I know there's some wing tee teams in this, uh, especially like in Georgia. Georgia has some good wing tee teams, and we're working on getting a couple of those guys on here. Um, I, I have some phone numbers I have to use here soon, but I'm letting coaches finish their seasons. Um, but number one in the country is Georgia 7A. Um Division one in, in in Ohio is the second toughest playoff bracket, playoff re, whatever however you want to call it, playoff bracket in the country. Alabama seven A is three, Florida's five A is four. The the Ohio Division two, which is what we coach in presently, is the fifth hardest playoff bracket. Now a lot of that has to do because LaSalle's in our region and they have eighteen Division one athletes every year. Our region's dumb, and then there's like another one that has like two super teams. Yeah, but they had to get out of the regions. So yeah. that way they could make it to the state semis. Yeah, the, the, the regions are easier than the state semis. It's, it's depressing. Um, f- six is Florida 7A. Seven is Arizona's open division, which I didn't know existed until today when Coach Bartley was texting me, and I'm still – yeah, it's a whole other conversation. Um, eight is Louisiana Division One. Nine is Georgia 6A. And running out the top ten is Utah's 6A. Um, it's good for Utah. Um, but I don't know. That just came to my mind. I mean, it probably means nothing, and people are probably rolling their eyes at that right now. And I, it's, it's, I just think it's funny. Um, but yeah. So, um, any last thoughts on belly sweep before we go, Coach? No. Uh, just get really good at belly and mirror, try to mirror it. And uh, um, I have some clay diagrams and some rule sheets. If you guys ever want, um, that I still have. If you guys ever want it, you just let me know, and um, I'll send that over to you. That's all PDFs. So, um, other than that, uh, it was a blast talking belly sweep. It's a heck of a play. Hope you guys added to your playbook. Awesome, Coach. Well, thank you. Um, this was episode six of the Gap Down Backer podcast, uh, talking belly sweep. Um, episode seven coming up, uh, we're going to talk belly follow. And um, I know some of you are probably like, well, that's not really an overly entertaining episode. And Coach Jerry made that comment to me. But the more I thought about it is I can actually spend more than five minutes talking about it and – that's the only preview I'm going to give you for that because I think I'm frustrated with it, and that's where I'm going to lead that conversation. Um, and then episode eight, we'll probably start belly pass. Um, that's a little bit to be decided. Um, I have some thoughts, and we'll kind of continue from there. 
But um, thank you for following us on the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Uh, you, again, you can follow us on YouTube um, and a plethora of other sites like Anchor um, and others um, if you want to check them out there. Um, we appreciate your support. Um, and Coach Derry, it was good talking to you. You too. Subscribe. <laughs>